You see men fall, don't laugh. Learn. Learn. Because you're on your way up. And the things that tempt people to fall, you and I are not free from that temptation, nor from the weakness that will cause us to stumble and fall. When you laugh at somebody else's fault, white or black, rich or poor, your enemy or your friend, you are laughing and opening a way for your own demise when you do that. Because to laugh and not learn, to make mockery and not to understand, is to make the same mistake yourself. You are listening to Black Mental Health. I sent you quite a few videos. But I, I really thought about um, not discussing any of it because um, we are uh, trying out a new uh, podcast format and trying to reach a newer audience. So I'm going to put the direction in your hands and uh, you let me know what's on your mind and uh, we'll take it from there. Well, bro, I don't know if that's fair, but I, I, I will say I did attempt to watch um, at least one of those videos uh, with, with the time I had. Right. And and I quickly um, discerned well, it all. <laughs> that uh, that was not going to be, you know, a good useful uh, of hmm. my time. I, I started watching and I was like, oh, no, I, I, I can't do this. this <laughs> Which I, one I, was it? If you might don't mind me asking. Uh, I, it was the preacher, the, the killer preacher. Man calling himself the Israel God King, 999. Put that together mentally, 999. Isn't that upside down for 666? It should have been your first clue. But here's a little excerpt for those of you that are slow. In my fountain of life, people. I'm, I'm get up him stray sheep them. Do you kill out the people them? From the 12th tribe. The stray sheep. Him says stray sheep, you know. Him say sheep, then him says stray sheep. That meaning gather them up back. Now back to our program. Lord, my God. I was like, this, bruh. We you have spent, it. Bruh, you spend too much time in darkness. <laughs> This it, may it, be true. Maybe that's what we need to discuss. Um, I, was, I was like, my God. I mean, like, how do you find that? I mean, it's like, like, I, you know, I, I, my, you know, I, I would not normally, um, you know, sites like that or videos like that. It, it, it wouldn't pop up in, in your um, algorithm. <laughs> no, it, it just wouldn't. And mm -hmm. and but you have a repeat, mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 flow of that type of stuff. I'm like, bruh, you, you know, it, when I'm dealing with 
a client, and I'm talking to a client, mm-hmm. particular client that's dealing with depression, mm-hmm. for some reason um, or another, a lot of them spend a lot of time in dark places mm-hmm. and, and with dark people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, one of the things that I try to tell them is, you know, you need more balance in your life, mm. right? Because, you know, even if you're coming here, you're spending maybe an hour with me, but you're spending the next 23 hours, you know, in dark. You know, filled with negative thoughts and right. feelings and people. And, and that's overwhelming for anybody. Mm. You know, it's it's hard for you not to be depressed. So, but now here's the thing, the law of effect, and I think the law of effect. The law of cause and effect goes back as far as Aristotle. And Victor Hume is the one that um, made us realize that it may have been overlooked as he expounded on it. What this particular philosopher talks about is, you know, you do you do something, right? And depending on the result that you get, will determine whether or not you will continue to do it, Mm. right? So if there's a stimuli that comes from what you're doing and it stimulates you, then you continue to do it. But if the stimuli is negative, then you don't continue to do it. So so my point is, if if you are doing something and it's stimulating you and that's why you continue to do it, then there's something about the negative experience that you enjoy. Mm. Otherwise, you don't continue to do it. Indeed. Right? So it's like, if you are drinking or smoking or whatever it is that you're indulging in, mm-hmm. if, if it gives you a negative consequence, you you don't, you, you stop it because you don't like it. Mm. But if you like it, then you continue you continue to do it. So I tell, I, you know, one of the conversations I have with people that deal with depression I, I tried to get them to a point of understanding, you know, do you actually like being depressed? Because some people, I mean, all they talk about is dark things and negative things, mm. right? I, I have this one, um, I, have, I have a client that I've had discussions with. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, I'm not going to say whether it's a he or she, because right. I'm not going to disclose that. But when, when I talk to them about, you know, thinking positive and where they see themselves in the next year, two years, or the next one to five years, um, I, I will see them to, I'll see them start to self-sabotage. Like they, they'll start saying things like, well, I don't even know what the world's going to be in five years. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the world's going to even be in a year. You know, um, with all these things that are happening, I don't even know it's worth me doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. And and I'm saying, well, if you feel that way, then you are empowering that negative thought, right? So you are empowering that self-sabotaging mentality. You you are empowering that disability, or you're justifying why you're not doing what you feel like could take you to the next level. Right. And so there's there's something about wallowing, you know, in that self-pity or in why you aren't succeeding 
or why you can't succeed. Right? I, I had this one client. I don't know, the client's relatively young, um, maybe 20s or 30s. And, you know, they constantly have this conversation with me about uh, black people in America and how we have struggled for four or 500 years, you know, in this country. When is the struggle going to stop? And, you know, and we go back and forth about that, right? And I'm like, well, you you hadn't been here for 500 years. You, you, maybe you... You know, maybe you're in your twenties or your thirties, so you you ain't been here for you ain't struggled for forty, fifty, four hundred, three hundred years. You know, so if you struggle for your twenty or thirty, what do you want your next twenty or thirty to look like? You know, and I'm I'm saying to them, you know, okay, yeah, all those things happen. Now what? You know. If you're sitting around waiting to not struggle, you know, if you're sitting if you're sitting around thinking that things are going to magically happen so that you could be in a better place, that's delusional thinking. It, there's, you know, I, you know, I know we were taught in in you know in in Islam, you know, there's no mystery God, but that's not what I bring to my counseling session, you know, in, in terms of religion. But what I do know outside of Islam is that there's no mystery God, but outside of there's no mystery God, nobody's going to save you but you. Mm. And if you aren't willing to do the work, nothing nothing is going to happen. Nothing is miraculously going to happen for you. I don't care, you know, if if you're a black person, you know, in America, you, you feel like, oh, you know, you know, my people have struggled enough. I shouldn't have to struggle. I, you know, I, I think that's self-defeating. I think that's a self-defeating mentality. Nothing is going to change for you except for the change that you make. And one and one of the things that, you know, I advocate and one of the things that I push is that, like, when I hear people talk about prayer, right? So, you know, my question is always, well, what's the definition of prayer, right? What, what does that mean? And, and most people, you know, can't define prayer or what prayer means. And so some of them, you know, they start off by saying, oh, well, you, I get on my knees or, you know, I sit in a chair or I hold my hands, you know, and that's all fine. But all that is is a posture. And so I, you know, I say, well, okay, well, but tell me what is prayer? And and when they can't tell me, then I define it for them. And I tell them that prayer is a manifestation of the work that you do. Otherwise, your prayer is vain. That is correct. You know, so if you're praying to God or praying to whoever, you know, for a change in your life, and all you got is the prayer, and all you got is the prostration that you did, you just made the whole prayer and the person that you prayed to vain. Because you you haven't got up and done anything as it relates to manifesting what you're asking for. And if you think that something is going to mysteriously happen for you, then you have, in fact, devalued the prayer and the person that you prayed to. We are having some static technical difficulties. So we're going to go back to the excerpt from the video 
of Pastor Kevin Smith. Uh, he would ultimately die uh, in a car crash, which is eerie. But this is Halloween. Peace to the universe. He was arrested and put into police custody. He's getting into a debate with the policeman. One of those transports back and forth in the police station, I guess, the court. Uh, Pastor Kevin Smith died of his injuries in a car crash, killing also two other police officers, injuring another. You are listening to Black Mental Health. Um, a conversation between two black men and we'll be right back after these messages. Peace to the universe. Peace to God.